Hey friends, it's Kara Kay, and this is the Asking for a Friend podcast, a weekly show for the woman who has questions about herself, the church, and the world. We are all asking hard questions that affect us as women in the culture that surrounds us, and we are looking for a safe space to ask them. But don't worry, I know you're only asking for a friend. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Asking for a Friend. This week is a very special episode because I invited my husband, Brooke, to join me and we are going to be answering the question, can my marriage survive the apocalypse? So if you missed last week's show, I sat down with my friend Melanie Dale and we talked about parenting and asked the question, can my parenting survive the apocalypse? So I thought this was a great follow-up and had to invite my husband today to discuss this with me. So welcome, Brooke. I'm so excited to have you. Hey, what's going on? Um, I'm a uh, longtime listener and first-time caller, so <laughs> pretty excited to be here. Um, I apologize for all of you that are used to female voices. Mine's a little bit lower than that, so sorry. You have the most like soothing voice, though. You should have been in radio or something. It's not what you normally say. No, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, make people think that I enjoy listening I mean, to you talk. I talk to you for hours on end. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Okay, so let's talk about what our quarantine looks like. Are you surviving quarantine with me? Yes, so far. Yeah, um, that's good. I don't know that we can uh, speak about the future yet. You true, know? true. We're we're about a month in, right? Something along those lines, yeah. Okay. Feels like longer. Yes. Yes, it does. Not necessarily because I'm quarantined with you, but we are also <laughs> quarantined with four other Four other creatures. humans. Yeah, they, they definitely make it more challenging. Um, so you're still working most of the time out of the house. Would you consider yourself an essential person? Currently, yes, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I My role tends to be pretty essential when it comes to everything technical, because when the church is moving to only online, mm-hmm. I'm the guy that has to get that done. Okay, so. so for people that don't know about you, um, what do you do? I am a pastor to church, and so I do a whole lot of things. Mainly, I am in charge of the logistics side of our weekend services and the things that we do there, um, working between our lead pastor and our worship pastor and making sure all of our uh, technical side of things is done. And then I get to play in the world of outreach and how we engage with our city and with uh, um, globally along that lines too. So cool. You have a great job and you do a great job at it. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, so our quarantine's been okay, I guess. I Because I already work from home. Um, it's been, I mean, I'd say normal for me, but not really because our children are here and I'm apparently teaching them or something and you're kind of going back and forth so most of the staff is working from home but you still go up to the church and work at the church a lot yes so it has been um odd and different for sure and obviously most of that has fallen on you because Mm -hmm. the kids are here instead of at school where they normally would be and because of the technical stuff that i have to do on campus that requires me to be outside of the house and go do those things. So I'm still getting breaks from the kids <laughs> far more often than uh, I, I think you are. Yes, and, uh, for sure. <laughs> so so that's the thing. 
Okay, so here's a really, really important question for you Mm -hmm. as we get into talking about marriage and quarantine and Mm -hmm. all the things. If you had to be quarantined with one person, just one, one, I don't know, maybe we can make a list of like your top five. But if it had to be somebody other than me, who would you choose? Zach Galifianakis. (laughs) Okay, why? Well, if it was female, then I'd probably get in trouble. Yeah, I was just thinking, why is it not like some really attractive movie star or something? Well, uh, it's only my (laughs) first time on here, so I'm trying not to get myself in trouble too much, at least right out of the gate. But uh, I think uh, a quarantine with Zach Galifianakis would be Mm never-endingly funny. True. And constantly crazy. Do you think that would get annoying? Not for me. No, that's true. I know you. I don't know who I would be quarantined with. It was your question. I know. I was asking you, though. But you didn't prepare yourself. I'll have to think about it and come back. Maybe we'll come back at the end of the show. That sounds good. Okay, so I asked on my Facebook page this week about people's marriage stories. So I want to share a few of these stories with you guys. And Brooke has been sharing all of these hilarious marriage tweets with me all week. And they have been kind of the highlight of our quarantine. So We're going to share a few of these things um, with you guys. So the first one that just made my day, um, Krista said her and her husband have been married for nine years. And the other day was the first time that she had actually seen her husband fold a towel. And now she thinks she's married to a psychopath because his method was not normal. (laughs) I thought this was so good because... Yeah, we're we're all kind of stuck home more and we're doing things that are not, I guess, our typical thing. I will say you have been sweeping every day that has like made my life so much better because it's just the kids are running in and out and it's a mess constantly. Well, I, I want to take credit for that. And that's that's cool. I appreciate that. But I, I got to go back to the towel thing because <laughs> um, I understand, I guess, her point of view, because... I don't know that we've ever had this conversation. But, I don't know if we have. But you and I fold towels. We do. In very different very ways. Very different. So I figure there's like three ways to fold a towel. Okay. One is like you just kind of wad it up and throw it right. over in the corner. Right. Which is probably most of my previous life. Before me. Yeah. Um, but then then the way I've always folded a towel is you fold them into squares. Okay. Yeah, that's but wrong. You, you don't fold things into squares <laughs> and it doesn't make sense to me. You fold it into thirds after you've gotten to that yep. point and now things are... They're it's pretty taller and they're wider and they're, uh-huh. I, I don't, I don't, I don't nice. get it. I don't know. I know it's nice. So how many towels does Monica Geller have? How many types of towels? Do you remember? That's not because these things would, stand would, out to no. me as a Monica Geller. She had 11 types of towels. Fancy, fancy guests. There was like all these. I don't remember each one, but my grandma used to have pretty great. Uh, fancy towels and you know which ones you can use to like wipe your hands on and which ones you avoid i learned that the hard way because i <laughs> used them and i got in trouble for using the white towels that were in the bathroom yep. hanging where all towels that's normally not do. to wipe your hands on but as a little boy with mm-hmm. dirty hands that was not yeah. right i mean remember when uh zoe came in and wiped her muddy hands on the kitchen towel the other day it wasn't a fancy towel <laughs> it, it was, was a, a nice towel. it was it was a magnolia towel all the women will understand. That means good. It was a nice towel. Okay. All right. So so I've been reading just random tweets online that have just been killing me that are basically about this. Most of them are from the woman's perspective because the because in a lot of these gender roles, the guy is the one that's now working from home where where the wife hasn't been as much or, or whatever. But but so these have been just killing me. And 
the one that, uh, that, that made me last, laugh the most was, um, this one says, uh, my husband said, what's one thing that I can do to make your day better <laughs> while talking to his coworkers? And she's just losing it because she's like, how come he doesn't ask me that? <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, okay, so I got this story from Stephanie. She sent it to me on Facebook and she said, my husband decided he wanted chocolate cake at two in the afternoon and he doesn't ever bake, ever. I hear the mixer turn on and I walk out there to see what's going on. The man is baking a chocolate cake from scratch, mind you, with homemade frosting. Quarantine is weird, man. He earned a solid B on his cake, though. <laughs> she even shared a picture of his chocolate cake. Oh, I thought that was good. That's pretty awesome. Quarantine would, would have to continue for a while to get me to start I baking. was going to say, it would it would be rough if you went in and baked. There's too many rules. Has there been anything that you've done that in quarantine that you wouldn't normally do? I know something. It's scaring me. <laughs> I don't know the answer. <laughs> well, the other day... I pulled out a puzzle for me and the girls to do because they wanted to do a puzzle. And then I got stuck doing the puzzle and you got annoyed that it was still on the table (laughs) after a few days. Do you want to defend yourself? (laughs) You you guys were taking forever to do this puzzle. It's true. Obviously you needed help. We did need help. And you came in and just knocked the whole thing out in like a couple of hours. I still had to like walk away and come back and That's then walk true. away and come back and go do something else. I was, I think it's the first time I've ever seen you sit that still before. <laughs> this is why I struggle with books. <laughs> true, true. Okay, do you have any more fun tweets? All right, so this is, here's one. It says, um, my wife works from home full time, but I remember the day I realized that she was the one more question person at the end of the meeting. I was shook. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, there's another tweet that I saw that I love. Um, that says, I never thought I'd be married to a man who says okie dokie, yet here I am. (laughs) I think those things that come out talking to our coworkers is always interesting. Another one says, I'm married to, just to clarify. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's good. I will say for us, we actually began our relationship working together. So we were working on staff at a church together. So we kind of got some of that out of the way of the weird things we say in an office setting, I guess. So, and it was actually quite online at the time too, because we had to chat back and forth. Yes, we did. We chatted on like an instant messenger text messages program. Yep. Okay. So as we've been quarantined together, has there been any funny things that have happened within quarantine in our home, in our marriage that you would like to share and embarrass me with? Huh. <laughs> I think the funny thing is like, realizing how much you do in a different way mm-hmm. i already know that yeah but to actually see it because i'm here all the time now right it makes it completely different and the fact that on any random given day i might walk in and open the freezer and find our son's <laughs> socks in the freezer which happened I'm last not, week i'm not really sure why I, and he couldn't even really tell us why <laughs> or the number of times that one of our daughter's shoes are under the table because every time she sits down, she kicks them off and then goes to find a different pair. A different pair. pair, right? It just makes me realize how much stuff you deal with every time when mm. the kids are home. And it just brings it in new light and different perspective. Even though yeah. the kids are crazy and funny, it's also a lot. Right. It is a lot. Okay, so we know it's a lot. We know it's a lot on marriages, on parents, on families during this time. So... Why don't we share some 
marriage advice. I mean, we're not really experts in this department, but we've, I mean, how, how long have we been married? 12 years? Three anniversaries. That's right. So we were married on Leap Day in 2008. So we've celebrated three anniversaries. So I feel like we've like, we have a little bit of knowledge under our belts, <laughs> maybe. We've got some gray hairs. Oh, we have a lot of those. Um, I don't blame those on you. I blame those on specific children <laughs> you used to blame those on me true true okay so what's some advice you would share with someone going through quarantine which we all should be um with their spouse i think the biggest thing for me is patience we are seeing each other in different ways and different perspectives that most of us are not used to and being around each other more than we probably normally are right and if we can't be patient with each other then we're definitely not going to be patient with our kids or mm. the mailman that got within six feet and <laughs> yeah. dropped our mail off because we opened the door at the wrong time or the dog that's still sick of us being here and wants to Oh sleep my gosh. Our dog has run off like 20 times this past week. I think he's so tired of us being home. He's ready to go. Every we're time the door over. is open, he runs out of the house and he didn't normally do that. So, so yeah, for me, it's patience. We just have to figure yeah. out ways to... Be patient with each other. Yeah, you're better at that than I am. You are have a much more patient personality. That almost sounds like you're saying it's easier to be patient with you than you to be patient with me. I didn't say that was wrong. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, so one thing I would say is to allow yourself the space to really grieve the change that's going on. As women, I think, especially as women, we feel a lot of pressure to manage everything, do everything, and do it all really well during this time. And I know I feel that pressure of, okay, well, all my kids are home. They all have their specific schoolwork, and I still have to try to do my job and, you know, build this thing that I'm working on, but still be present for them and then still pay attention to you, um, you know, and all those things. And so I feel like we have to allow space for us to grieve this change and the loss, whether the loss is, you know, a job or finances or just the loss of normalcy. Cause that's been, I think the biggest thing for me is just this loss of normalcy. Um, and so really being able to like, I, there were several days, this week's been very hard. There were several days that I just needed a good cry at the end of the day because I needed to grieve that I didn't get the things accomplished I wanted to today. And and that's okay, but we'll move on to tomorrow. So as someone who is not a feeler, does not have emotions, how do you handle change like this? I'm sure I have a few. You have a couple of emotions. It's, it's interesting because I'm trying to be patient on one end, but Facebook and Twitter and the media and everything we talk about is so full of the emotions of everything. Right. It It's really weird, honestly. Um, and I'm sure there are other people out there that would listen to this that are not feelers in the same way. And so to feel and grieve this time is awkward, for me at least. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that I don't feel the pain of the person that lost their job or right. their business has gone under and they're not going to be able to open the doors again yeah. or the family down the street that doesn't have food and isn't sure how they're going to pay for the next meal. Like absolutely those are big deals and I absolutely care about those things. But for people that are just stuck at home or having to deal with their family in a different way mm-hmm. or missing their friends, like 
I get that and I understand it, but I just don't right. feel it in the same way. And so again, going back to patience, like that's a hard mm-hmm. thing for me is that I've got to figure out how to a lot of times probably just shut my mouth and <laughs> allow people the space to do exactly what you said, yeah. to grieve the change and the loss of things. And yeah. then just to be available because the fix it Felix side of me yeah. <laughs> wants to make it all better, but Sometimes that's not my role. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we haven't lost our jobs. We haven't lost our main source of income. Um, we've you know, we've lost a little bit because I haven't been able to travel and do some speaking engagements that I was supposed to do, and just little things like that. But it's not like we're not struggling the way that we see some people around us, people in our community, and and I think for us, it's been really good to really immerse ourselves in that and it's great that that's what your job is um as a what what's your title i always forget i'm the pastor of city and global engagement oh see i i think i've called it something else anyways it's it's a really fancy title so you know i mean we you spend your days looking for ways to help people within the community and things like that and and i think that we've been able to engage with people who are really struggling and really hurting and it's helped us really kind of stay grounded in that um, and so I think that that definitely helps. Well, I think what you what you just said is a big deal that we are able to see those things and those people around us and feel them in different ways. I think we live in a world that does a really good job of hiding all that stuff as much as possible. You might have the same cars and the same house and all of that, but we don't know what your mortgages look like or right. how bad it is. And I think this has worked in a way that's exposed it to mm-hmm. a lot more people and while, yes, there are more people that are feeling it, I think there are a lot more of us that are realizing that there are more people right next door and down the street that our kids go to class with, that we see in church, that are dealing with major losses or living in this way that we have to be able to keep our eyes up and looking out and not just inside our own house walls or mm-hmm. just our own family. Right. That's good. What's another way that we can you know, survive this time together as a married couple i think we have to be able to look beyond what our eyes show us kind of like what i was saying but Mm -hmm. i think we have to look for ways to support each other and really just giving each other space and grace Mm -hmm. in all of this because it's different because it's weird because we're confined into places that we normally wouldn't have or roles that we normally don't um, live in we have to be able to find ways to say, okay, well, I can see that you need some space. Right. So you go do this thing mm-hmm. that I was going to do, or you know what, I'm just going to stop listening to whatever I was listening to and jump in and finish this chore that you're in the middle of, or I'm tired, but you're also tired right. and we're going to do this together. Right. So what does that practically look like for us in our house? I think it means that when, for me specifically, when my role is normally outside of the house and I come home while I'm here, it means that, you know, you're not alone in doing this. And I have to make sure that I'm not leaving you alone in doing this, mm-hmm. whatever this is, if that's cleaning the house or parenting the kids or right. teaching them how to do things on their online schools mm-hmm. that we're now apparently in charge of. Yes, but... You are math teacher and principal. <laughs> um, those are two roles that I have officially given to you because I, I can't handle those. <laughs> I've had to discipline a few more times than, than normal. Yeah, but... I'm like, I, I even, I did threaten one of our children yesterday when you were at the church working. I said, 
if you don't go do this right now, I'm calling your dad. And I've never done that before. And she looked at me like she was trying to figure out what's dad going to do to me. And then it was like, okay, I don't, I just don't even want to go there. She didn't want to deal with it. So she walked away and did what I told her to. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I need to use that card more. <laughs> Why haven't I not tried that before? But yeah, I think it also is when it, it's something that we have to look at with the roles that we fall into, whether that's the normal for gender roles of traditional whatever, if if we leave the cooking and cleaning and laundry and all of that stuff to you, and I'm still here, some of that time I have because I can't do everything that I would normally do. And because I'm working from home, I need to have my eyes up to see, mm-hmm. hey, there's laundry that needs to be done. Hey, there's dishes that need to be done. Hey, this sweeping does need to get done mm-hmm. in our children are filthy. Hey, our children do need baths because all of the stuff that's all over the floor is also stuck to them. And they smell really bad. (laughs) Yeah. And I think um, something that's worked well for us, or at least I feel like it has, maybe you're like, "Mm, not so much. For example, I've had, because a lot of times I will go travel and speak or do things like that for my job. And which is great that you babysit the kids while I'm out of town. (laughs) Just kidding. You know, like I've done some online conferences and things like that. And so you have to step in and help with the kids like while you're in the middle of your day and we just kind of have to work our schedules out. Okay, hey, I know you have your staff meetings at this time. I'm going to schedule podcast interviews or whatever it looks like at this time so we can kind of tag team and make sure the kids aren't running through the house screaming, which they typically are. They do that anyway. They do that anyways. Um, and so really just to be able to have that communication and support each other. Hey, what does your day look like? What does your schedule look like? How can I help you kind of thing? And that's always been really a key thing for us in our marriage of what can I do for you this week? How can I help you? Um, has always been really helpful. I would say also just um, a couple of things. If you're really struggling in your marriage, I know I've seen people talk online and things and people in our own personal lives that their marriages are falling apart and especially being stuck at home during this time has made it, it just kind of amplifies everything. Just a couple of quick advice things. I would say don't try to fix long-term issues during this time. Um, If you're in the midst of something really tough, make sure you're reaching out, asking for help from a pastor, counselor, whatever that looks like. Take breaks from each other. I think that's key. We spend a lot of time together. I think it works for us. And, you know, I've, I've talked to people before that are like, oh, I could never work with my husband. I could never, like, I have to spend so many hours a day away from him. And we work well together. We do, we function well in the same space together. But there's still those times that I just need a break. Um, and and you know that. And, sure. and we we just make sure that we get that time that we need, whatever it looks like. I especially need time away because I just have to like decompress my emotions and things. Um, what does that look like for you on the other hand? How can, cause mostly I have women listeners. How can women support their husbands in this time? I think the interesting thing is that it's, well, I, and I don't want to say it's just for husbands, but for people that don't work in the house. So if that's a, if you know, you have right. a stay at home mom versus a dad that works out, 
uh, you know, works out of the house or, or vice versa, whatever it is. It's also, it's almost like endurance. Like when you work out a lot, you start to get better and you're in a physical mm-hmm. shape for whatever you're doing. So if you play a sport, you're in shape for that sport. If you run for tennis a lot, you have that kind of agility and that kind of um, endurance for that. But if you were to go play basketball, that might be something completely different. I think a lot in a lot of ways, this is doing the same thing where I have an endurance that's built for work, mm-hmm. where I work, what I do and how I exercise and how I'm up and moving around or sitting in my desk mm-hmm. or whatever that is, the mental space that it takes me to do that. And then when I come home or when I'm when I'm working from home, it becomes a different ball game because now I'm trying to wrap my mind around mm-hmm. so many other things that are going on. I even had a couple of conversations today with coworkers that were just struggling to be creative mm-hmm. and think because there's so much more going on right, right. when we're not used to that. And so that, that doesn't mean to excuse anything about anything that's going on. But right. Just that it's a it's a different ballgame for those of us that have that don't work in the house all the time and now are trying to deal mm-hmm. with, okay, my office space that I set up for myself this morning just got surrounded with three kids <laughs> that are doing multiple things. Did and that happen things. to you today? Maybe today. It Maybe. might have been this morning. Okay, yeah. And then I have to then go find a different place, right. which inevitably ends up the next place that everybody yeah. comes to do, which is fine. And yeah. it's great. And that's part of parenting. But yeah. it's just, that's that's just, it's just a new, it's new. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different. Yeah, it is. And it's, I think it's a learning curve for all of us. For sure. Um, so I think the last piece of advice that I would give, that I would pass on, and this is good for any stage of marriage, um, whether you're stuck together in quarantine or not, um, is to never assume the worst of your spouse. And this is something that I have always had to remind myself of um, through the years when when I became a stay-at-home mom for many years and I was stuck at home raising our children who were wonderful and you got to go to work, I always saw that like kind of as a frustrating thing for me. Um, I would feel burdened that, okay, I have to stay here and I have to take care of these kids that you impregnated me with. And <laughs> well, even what you said, you said you were, you were stuck at home. Yes, exactly. Just in the words you used on the way. And so that's it how you felt, felt. It, yeah. And that's how I felt. And, you know, there were days of course that I loved it, but there were many, many days. I mean, how many days did I spend on like job boards saying, okay, I'm going back to work tomorrow. I'm finding a job. I'm going back to work. I can't do this anymore. You know, when our kids were little and stuff and you would go to work and if you weren't walking through the door by 5.03 p.m., then something's obviously wrong. Either you're in a ditch somewhere or you're having drinks with somebody after work. Or and, I better be in a ditch or somewhere. Or you better be in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> and so, you know, I think sometimes we just, we let our minds wander and think, oh my gosh, well, First of all, he doesn't want to be home with me. He doesn't care about what I'm doing. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't see me for what I do. And so he's just taking his time so he doesn't have to come home and help me with dinner and take care of the kids and all and help me with everything. And so I think we can allow our minds to wander into those places and get really frustrated. And I, I've had to train myself over the years because I, I have that tendency Um to do that like okay it's 5 10 we live I know we live four minutes away from the church why is he not home yet and and so I have to remind myself like he's doing good work he 
you know, we're, I'm grateful for the job that we have, the home that we have, the things that we have and those types of things. I have to remind myself, like he's doing his work. He will be home. He's not in a ditch somewhere (laughs) because I don't know why my mind goes to that, you know, and, and just to not assume the worst of your spouse. If they need to go, you know, if, if they're working from home, but they have to go up to the office and do something, don't just assume they want to get away from you. Maybe they do. (laughs) You did say we need to take breaks from there each other. is probably a time that you've done that. Hey, I gotta go work at the church today. I gotta do some stuff. I got some stuff to get done, but I just think that's a really good f- reminder for us, especially if you have that tendency to to assume the worst, to assume that something is going on before you can have that conversation with them. Like because most of the time, you know, if that's happened with us, you come home and I have this whole story in my mind of what you were doing and why you weren't here and you're like, oh my gosh, this thing happened and I was doing this thing and I'm like, oh, well, of course you were. Like, I know you, I know your character. I know I know now that you're not in a ditch, so we're good. Um, and so we just have to really guard our, our minds in that to not let ourselves get overwhelmed by those thoughts. Okay, so this has been a blast. As you know, because you listen to my show every week. I do, yes. Um, at the end of our show, we share resources that are helping us rethink the world around us. But because this, these two weeks that we did talking about marriage and parenting are just extra fun, I want to ask you, what are some things that you have enjoyed? Some resources, maybe a book or movie or show or something you've enjoyed during quarantine? Well, for me, I haven't read a whole lot of fun books as you as you might say that's not really my style of reading but I have I have really been enjoying some random things on uh, Netflix there's a show called 100 humans that's oh, yes. all about these experiments that these three scientists are doing on this group of 100 people and I mean, it's the most random things and I've just about gotten all the way through it, but it's made me laugh and it's made me curious and it's made me look things up. Mm. It's made me use my brain in ways that I wasn't really expecting to. And, um, and it's just, it's just interesting and it's humanizing to so many different points of views and ages and all kinds of things. And, uh, so I've really enjoyed that. I have been watching, this is not something I would ever watch with you. So I don't think I would recommend this for couples to watch together unless your husband is into like musical theater type of things. But I've mm. been watching, which you're not. Oh, that's my, that's but my I, go-to. I know. That's my guilty pleasure when you're not around. <laughs> when you're out of town and I've put the kids in bed. That's what you watch. What did you say it was? Musical? Musical, musical theater yeah, see, type honestly, of show. Yeah, so, so it me. is so you. Um, but I've been watching Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And so she like... She falls and hits her head or something, and she basically hears people's thoughts through song. And, I mean, it's right up my alley, mm. and I've enjoyed it. Um, I did see a commercial for that one time, and And you were like, no thanks. Okay, so top five binge series to watch with your spouse. What would you say? Well, the one that we are just about to finish up is, if I can say this, is Schitt's Creek. Yes. and So uh, good. It's hilarious. There's a, you know, it's fun. It's good stuff. We also love, um, we love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yep. That one's good. A favorite. I was so glad that they brought that back after it got canceled because it's one of the best shows on TV, I think. Um, We also love Kim's Convenience. If you Mm. haven't watched this, somebody told me about this, I think on Instagram. And so we watched it because we needed something. And 
It's so good. And it's there's great. a new series. Um, my friend Simi, who actually is going to be on the show next week. Hi, Simi. Um, hi, Simi. Simi texted me the other day and said, oh my gosh, there's a new season of Kim's Convenience. So it was yes. like, perfect. We're going to watch awesome. this. Um, Love that show. Uh, what's another one that's one of our favorites? Uh, Blackish. Yes, we love Blackish. We love Blackish. Very good. Um, and Superstore. Superstore's good too. Superstore's yeah. a good one. So I think, was that five? I think so, yeah. You're the math teacher. Yep, that was five. Okay, so those are our five recommendations. If you're stuck at home, those are good shows that husband and wife will both enjoy. Right, not kids shows. Not kids shows, definitely not. We're not talking about kids here today because... They need to go to bed (laughs) at some point. So, okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. This has been a lot of fun. And like I just said, Simi, my friend Simi John is going to be on the show next week. And we are going to be answering the question, how do I overcome stereotypes? So that's going to be really great. Um, I hope you guys can join us for that episode. Also, as always, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I am at karak.james. And finally, Keep asking questions for a friend.